1: Welcome to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Powell. Thanks to enormous homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible.
2: And we are back at Studio Lumo, number one, King William Street for Eagles Radio. Yes, it's Tuesday night. Yes, it's Eagles Radio. My name's Paul Bonser. Alongside me, as always, is CEO of the club and club champion, Luke Power-Powley. Welcome again to another Eagles Radio.
3: Yeah, thanks, Bonds. Really looking forward to it. I think we've got an exciting show today, so it's uh, good to be back.
2: It is. And look, we've got lots on. We're going to talk to the coach, Jay Sheedy. We're going to get a bit of a feel as for how he's going a bit over halfway through the season. A big clash coming up this Sunday against that the Tigers. Is. Um, we're also going to chat to Shane Reardon, um, under-18s coach. He's been at the club for a long time, hasn't
3: he? He has, yeah, well before my time. I think um, Shane was an assistant coach when I first moved over, and that was about 21 years ago, so he's, <laughs> so, and he's yeah, well before my time.
2: Part of the furniture there, and we're going to talk about his role and, and how important it is to the club and, and just the juniors he brings through over the years It's just been phenomenal. So, But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but first of all, Um, Thanks to Incredible Smiles, Eagles Radio can't go on without our friends at Incredible Smiles. And the only thing better than kicking a winning goal is flashing a winning Incredible Smile and Normus Homes. Visit the Tranmere Display Home Collection or start exploring at normushomes.com.au. And now thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, we've got the club's charity partner, and the CEO of the Hospital Research Foundation, Paul Flynn. Paul, welcome to Eagles Radio.
4: Thank you, Paul. And uh, Luke, this is uh, this smile is an incredible smile, smile. So, oh, there, uh, you, there go. you go. There goes goes Fantastic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, now, look, tell us uh, a little bit about the Hospital Research Foundation.
4: So the Hospital Research Foundation started 60 years ago as the Queen Elizabeth Hospital Research Foundation. Um, and uh, over the past 10 years, we've expanded to support... Um, uh, medical research and and uh, healthcare in hospitals uh, all around south australia and and some into the, and quite a lot into the country as well so um we've we've been um, on a on a bit of a growth path and um, uh, in that growth path we also try and remember all, all of our community partners uh, around the state but particularly the ones that are close to our home such as the eags
3: beautiful and paul can you just tell us a little bit about the partnership with uh, woodville west times football club and how that came about
4: well, the Eagles are, you know, their home's on Oval Avenue, as Mike Coward used to say, Oval Avenue, and, um, and, and our uh, traditional home is in the western suburbs, and so we saw that uh, the opportunity to deliver really good narrative about uh, general, general well-being and healthcare, mental health, that type of thing, was best achieved through community partnerships with champion clubs like Woodville. West Torrens, I should say, Woodville West Torrens. I'm sorry, an old, an <laughs> old Peckers, <laughs> one old All Peckers good. boy. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, in fact, Shane Reardon was playing league when I was playing under 17. So that's how old he is. Um, uh, and so it was a, a natural, a natural fit for us, really, to to partner up with the Eagles. Um, and um, you know, people know who the Hospital Research Foundation is. People know about our Hospital Research Home Lottery. www.hospitalresearchfoundationhomelottery.com.au. lottery. Um, and, uh, and so it was just a really good opportunity to partner up with a really good community club that has really strong and, and a loyal partner base uh, in, their, in, their, um, in, the, in the, the members. You've got a great, great membership, very loyal and a successful club.
2: Now, people would know the Hospital Research Foundation name. They'd certainly know that, but they might not know how much you benefit the community. Tell us some of the projects that you've been involved with there.
4: We uh, support over sixty areas of uh, health and research around around south Australia so there's uh, in in our groups the hospital Research Foundation group there's eleven charitable entities and it ranges from uh, antenatal so pre-birth to end of life care palliative care and everything in between so things like um, we've been supporting uh, renal or kidney uh, kidney uh, medicine in South Australia for almost all of that sixty years and most recently, we were standing behind the the, um, the, tra- the kidney transplant teams that have been perfecting uh, pancreatic islet transplants, and um, and that's particularly helpful in the Indigenous community because um, chronic pancreatitis is is more prevalent in the Indigenous community. Um, and so, you know, kids who know nothing but chronic pain have that have that pain whisked away as a result of a pancreatic islet transplant, which in you know, it doesn't sound much, but it's a eight-hour operation and uh, and we've been funding the, the gap um, in those islet transplants, but we've also recently funded just over a million dollars to, to purchase the, the hardware that allows them to isolate, isolate the islets in the pancreas here in South Australia rather than have to take the pancreas in an esky and fly it into state for a day and come back. So things like that. We're very heavily involved in military and emergency services health, um, military and emergency services health Australia, which is the old Repat Foundation, is part of our group. We run the research block over at the Jamie Larkham Centre at uh, Glenside campus. Um, We've got a group of researchers working there to try and make life better for people who are transitioning out of emergency, uh, both uh, veterans and emergency services. Um, We have Australian Breast Cancer Research, which is part of our group. We have Stroke SA, which is part of our group. We have Parkinson's SA, um, which is part of our group. you know some some prominent uh, ex footballers who are suffering from parkinsons and so we're working with all of those to try and bring better outcomes to the community
2: fantastic and and you said you know we've raised a million dollars you, just like like it's 20 bucks you know but it's such a such an important part of the community in south australia and to donate that money and for such good causes it it's so important that all the community gets behind Uh, the Hospital Research Foundation, and and yeah, building that little gap, the little bridge with the Eagles, I I think it's fantastic.
4: Yeah, look, we are enabled by the community, there's no doubt about that, either through our lotteries or through philanthropy. People are very, very generous, and even through COVID last year, you know, the the generosity of the population towards all things supporting healthcare was, was absolutely amazing. People were coming into our front office saying, you know, we'd normally be travelling in Europe, so here's our fifteen thousand type wow. thing, and that that happened Brilliant. on several occasions. And so, the generosity of the community is is really hard to fathom sometimes. Um, but that I think the key word is community, and and that's why we're involved with Woodville West Torrens Footy Club because they're they're a strong community club, and um, that appeals to uh, the membership base. Appeals to us to try and get some of our community health messages out to them. Beautiful.
3: Um. It's a remarkable organisation. For all the listeners out there, how how do they get involved, or what's the best way to them, for them to go about to help?
4: Um, yeah, the hospital research. I thought you were going to say the footy club. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get to that later. Yeah, <laughs> to that later. Right. Uh, well, um, you can do it a number of ways. Um dot um, The the hospital research home lottery is quite well known in the community. You know, the uh, next um, the next property finishes uh, next Friday, so fr- uh, f- Friday week at uh, midnight. Um, we're selling tickets pretty quick, so homelottery.com.au. And someone, in fact, Kimbo just told me out in the waiting room he's going to win the, the house down on the down on the foreshore at Brighton, plus a million dollars. Yeah, I bought my ticket. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it, look, and people really support that lottery. They know where the money goes. They know the, the contribution and impact it makes in the community. Uh, people can go to our website, hospitalresearch.com.au, um, they can help make a donation. They can join uh, into some of our uh, community activities, such as the longest table, which is have your mates around, at, ha- have your mates around for a dinner at home and and raise a bit of money that way. So thelongesttable.com.au. So there's a number of different ways, including you know supporting your local community club. In this particular case, Woodville West Torrens Footy Club. You know anything that people can do to encourage activity, to encourage wellbeing, that helps mental health and it stops people it actually stops people going to the emergency room and then we have less people having to be admitted to hospital. So it's, it's a very important facet. Community activity is a very important facet of healthcare.
2: Luke, let me ask you how important is it to have, for the club to have a charity partner like the Hospital Research Foundation?
4: Yeah, look, it's, it's
3: uh, for us as a football club, and not just as a football club, but for a community and an organisation to be involved with such a um, well-known uh, and an organisation that does so much for the community it's um yeah w- we feel quite privileged to be involved uh we're probably only a little bit part player that, that can help um with such a broad aspect of uh what um Paul and his team do but um yeah it's I think for us the overline thought of uh, feeling is proud um yep. I think it brings a sense of um pride in what we can do uh, for the hospital research and if we can help them in any little way for, in terms of um, gaining uh, more money for, uh, for research, for, for getting um, their message out there, it's, um, that is what we want to get out of it. So we can push that community message as well.
4: I think the important focus here is that the footballers who are playing uh, in the men's and women's teams at Woodville West Torrens, they are role models. Uh, for for the community, and not just role models for for children and and young up and comers, but they're role models for everyone that loves sport, and, and we've got two player ambassadors, um, Jake Comitagiani and uh, Sophia Zoll. Now, Sophia, I was chatting to Sophia um, at the at, at our launch actually, yeah. and she's um, she's a, a old scholar from the, the kids' school that my kids are at. Um, she was playing girls footy there and got picked up by the by the eagles and and was so excited to get picked up by the eagles but but every other girl playing in that girls footy team and every other girl that's coming up through the girls footy competition and in fact every other girl playing sport at at that school pulteney um looks looks to sophia and go you know this is this is a you know she's a role model and um and what she does and what she tweets about and what she puts up on social media um is important to me and so you know I know that Jake uh, had a mate that uh, had brain cancer and died, and that's why he's 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 committed to being you know our player ambassador. And it's really important from their perspective to help them understand the things that they do and say, particularly on social media, um, get taken on board by the people that follow them. and And from our perspective, being involved with a footy club like Woodville West Torrens, means that we can get out to a broader base than anyone that wants to listen to Paul Flynn talk. Uh, great. that's important.
2: All right, fantastic. Look, thanks for coming in and spending some time in the studio with us here. Uh, it is a, a great partnership and let's hope it continues for for many, many years. Paul Flynn from the Hospital Research Foundation. Thank you. And that was brought to us by uh, BCE and CJ Electrical and uh, another great partner of the footy club, been with the club for more than nine years And, uh, look, we might take a short break and we'll come back with our under-18s coach, Shane Reardon. This is Eagles Radio.
1: You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to enormous homes, building a better life, and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible.
2: Yes, this is Eagles Radio here at uh, Studio Lumo. Number one, King William Street on your home of sport, SENSA. And the only thing better than kicking a winning goal is flashing an incredible smile. So thank you to our friends at Incredible Smiles and also Normus Homes. You can visit their Tranmere display home collection or start exploring at normushomes.com.au. Paul Bonser and Luke Power with you. And on the line, we have the man that's been at the footy club longer than anyone else in the history of the club. It's Shane Reed, now under-18s coach. Shane, welcome to Eagles Radio. Uh, thanks, Paul. And, uh, mate, uh, let, just how long have you been with the Eagles? Um, well, I
5: I've, I've played some footy at Woodville, of course, in the 80s, and then um, I came back to the Eagles and coached their under-19s in 1997. So, and then... Uh, yeah, so it's a fair while.
3: <laughs> Shane, uh, Luke Powell here. Um, the, the boys at the moment, they're currently sitting in third place with uh, six wins and three losses and a couple of draws. Um, how have you found the season yeah. f- so far after a little bit of a slow start?
5: Yeah, it was a little bit of a slow start, but no, it's been been pretty good. I think um, the good thing is in every game, you know, we've put ourselves in winning positions in the third quarters of every game. Just uh, barely, we just didn't close out a couple very well and... Uh, then we sort of got our mojos back. And, um, yeah, the couple of draws were a little bit frustrating. But, um, yeah, it's all, all part of learning. And the couple of weeks ago against Westies, we sort of uh, gave up a, a couple of goals in the last four or five minutes. And which was disappointing. Then on Saturday against the top team, we were also under a bit of pressure with a couple of goals up. But they the boys, you know, learnt from the week before and, uh, and you know, carried it out really well.
2: How many How many kids do you a change each year. Like you're coming in and out of your side. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of uh, under 18s playing reserves footy, and then they transfer to league. And how many? What's the sort of turnover each year from year to year? Yeah, it's usually around the 30. So yeah, we, we carry a squad of around 50
5: every year, and usually about 30 move move out up into the seniors. Some up into the seniors, and some uh, back into local legs and then the 17 year olds come into the 18 year old group and then the uh the, uh, the under 16s you know transfer into the uh, under 17 group so yeah it's usually about around the 30s every year that turns over
3: Chesty, you've um, obviously you've seen a lot of kids go through the system. Um, do you see? Do you get a bit of pride um, seeing the guys go through, go on? Firstly, obviously to Sandford uh, League football, but uh, to take that next step to, uh, and get to the AFL uh, level, it obviously um, makes you feel pretty good.
5: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, just seeing seeing the boys improve, you know, and um, and realise their their dreams, you know, playing whether it's Sandford or or the highest level or. I guess one of the things I think the whole Centre of Excellence has done is um, just focused on improving players. And so, you know, hopefully they leave... If they don't go on league footy, they still leave the Centre of Excellence, you know, in, in better shape and able to, you know, play good footy locally or in the country at home. But, yeah, you no, know, it's enormous pride in seeing the boys perform at uh, league level and, uh, and also at the AFL level, for sure.
2: And with... <laughs> With the like, it's been amazing success. We talk about the numbers that have gone. Even last year, there was eight guys that got drafted from the club, and you know, it, it's incredible turnover. Uh, it's I'm often referred to as the Footy Factory down at the Eagles. Um, is that all you're doing, Rito, or you just, or you, <laughs> you got some help down there, don't you? No,
5: no, it's funny. Yeah, I think um, you know the whole Centre of Excellence program that Darren Hams. I mean, Dan's been. Involved in that program even longer than me, and he he put it in place with Shane Grimm back in 2009, I think. And um, you know, so I think that whole program is not just the under like eighteen, like down the 13s, 14s, 15s, 16s, 17s, into 18s. The the focus on fundamentals, you know, is really important, and again, that that focus on improving them. So to me, it's that whole program that's uh, that's should take credit for um for you know what's being produced, and then Darren Hams, as I said, it's been you know, over, overseeing that for all of that time. So, um, so to me, that's that's the the key to, you know, producing some some think some pretty good players.
3: And the current crop um, of under 18s that we've got at the moment, who who do you feel uh, that's going to be the ones that take the next step into league football and potentially AFL football? We've already seen a few progress through the reserves. And
5: yeah, I think well, the good thing is we've got ten players in the state under nineteen. Um, squad which is great. So Jordan Lukak at you know hundred and ninety six centimetres and uh Lucas Cook at hundred and ninety four centimetres, Key forwards, you know, they're they're certainly right up there. And John T. Hunter Price and Zach Phillips, uh, two ruckman that are closely um approximating two hundred centimetres. So they they've certainly got a few things going for them. Jace Bergen, of course, um, you know, with uh, the um the lineage and the connection to Port Adelaide, I think he's he's certainly uh, gonna be um, high in the draft, and uh, then we've got um, you know, Braden Calvert and Brock Thompson, Jay Watson, Will Newman, uh, and uh, Charlie Blair also in the um, in the state um, squads as well. So, you know, I think that's that group is um, is certainly going to, um, you know, some of them are going to feature in the draft, uh, but also I think you know they're all you know big chance to play league footy.
2: Looking back over your time. Was there one or two players that just stood out within I guess a couple of games you thought that this guy is he's just gonna play AfL footy, there's no question. Is there is there any is there a couple of players that stand out? Is it is it a lococious? Uh Jack Jack Licocious
5: was pretty special. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack played under 18s as a sixteen year old and uh he was um, you know, he was the best player um, as a sixteen year old, so yeah, he, he's probably the one that, that stood out the, the most. Um, and to be honest, uh, you know, way back in 1997, I and mean, Brett Burton and uh, and Justin Seaguller were just you know, fantastic to coach and watch them uh, do their stuff every uh, every week was a real privilege. But uh, but certainly in the modern crop, uh, Jack is, uh, is certainly the one that's really stood out.
2: There's something that sticks sticks out in my mind. It's a couple of years ago, the under 18s grand final, at Adelaide Oval and a young kid called Cosie Pickett attacking the footy yeah. like no one else on the ground like we saw him hit a clash of bodies and just straight away I went wow this kid is exciting tell us a little bit about Cosy
5: yeah no he, he is and uh, he's got steel in him too Cosy not just physically but mentally as well like he he kicks to me, he's a big moments player. He he kicked a clutch goal in the second semi-final, which we won narrowly, and just you know, he had to have a goal kicked. He won a really important hard ball, and he and he did it. And then that that grand final, he kicked the first goal of the match, and you know, game when we needed it, and then you know, put that great block and uh, tackle on and Mike. Um, so he, he's just got some real mental strength about him, as well as being you know, freakishly skilled and that. I mean, he'll take the mark of the year one day as well, as well as all the stuff he's doing, cramming packs and kicking goals from everywhere. He'll, he'll also take a, a hanger as well. But uh, yeah, he's a great kid too. So um, yeah, it was going to be special watching him um, come through, uh, come through our ranks for sure.
3: Yeah, Chester, our, um, our club's incredibly lucky to have both yourself and um, Darren Hams run such a great, brilliant program, and it's no doubt. That's half the reason why we're uh, in the position we are with our league side. But um, with your role, what what's the most you enjoy about it? What do you what's what do you get out of the role? Um, I think
5: just seeing the players improve and the relationships you have have with them, and you know, providing assistance. I mean, my sort of thinking with the talented boys is the you, you don't want to do any harm. You want to give them a, a chance to show their show their wares and you know, show what show us what they can do and so, you know, knowing when to intervene and when to step back and just admire them. Um, but to me, it's that, those relationships and seeing them improve and, and seeing them achieve, you know, great things. So that's the, the pleasure I get from it. But, um, yeah, I feel really privileged to be able to do the, this
2: uh, this job, uh, Luke, to be honest. It's, uh, yeah, it's very, very fulfilling. And a big clash against the Panthers at home uh, this week. Um are you looking forward to playing those, playing the Panthers? Yeah, well, there's
5: probably that's um, really important. Close to west they're fourth, so there's, they've actually won one, one more game. We've just got half a point on them because of the two, two draws we have. So it's a massive game for us. So we, we're taking, we got the week off this week, and then uh, so we just giving the boys a chance to. We're training tonight, but we're gonna give them a chance to refresh mentally and physically and then uh, get back into it next week. But, yeah, it's a massive game. And our, our games against South Those last four years have virtually all been decided by uh, by a couple of goals or less. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're formidable opponents and have been for a number of years now.
2: Mate, we really appreciate you coming on the show on the Eagles Radio and joining us. Uh, you do a fantastic job, as Lucas said. And uh, if anyone gets a chance, if any Eagle supporter gets a chance to go along and watch the 18s, it's quality football. And there's some really exciting kids there. So mate, thanks for your time and I appreciate you nice. having a chat. Great. Thanks for Thanks, Luke. Thanks, late. Jesse. See. So there we go. Shane Reardon. Um He, he's the, he's, uh, they played such a big part of why the club is successful. Don't
3: they? Yeah, he's huge. Um, look, I, oh, I can't speak highly enough of him, and I know everyone around our football clubs uh, the same. Um, the amount of work that Shane uh, puts into these young kids, not not just from a football sp- uh, perspective as well. He he obviously puts a lot of time in, into their development, but. Um there's many stories of uh, what Shane's done for a lot of these guys outside of football, uh, just in their every general day life, and um, yeah, it's just that care and uh, affection he has for um, every player that comes through. It's not just the young talent ones that we all see progress through, but it's you know it's young kids that uh, probably a lot of people wouldn't know know about. But he spent so much time with them just to um, hopefully progress their football, but also to progress himself in life.
2: All right. Now we've got some club news. Thanks to Metro Networking, and you can build your business through the power of professional networking. Earlier this month, uh, we officially opened the facility down at Oddaway, and it was named the Nancy uh, Studley facility. Tell us a little bit about the Studleys and what they do for this club.
3: Yeah, they're they're a remarkable family. Um, both Nancy and Barry. They've um, I think from the inception of uh, the merger, they've um, they've been with us the whole time. Um, Barry and Nancy put a lot of um, their time and effort and obviously um, their money into our football club and we're forever grateful f- for that. But um, Nancy's also been, she's a, a long-serving uh, board member, I think. Um, and look... Uh, stand corrected but i think she was the first female board member of uh, a Sanford football club and she was there for a a very long time looked after a lot of the club's finances and um yeah you speak about the eagles football club and mention uh, nancy's name everyone will know who it is so for us to be able to give her the honor and to name that facility after her for all the things that she's done for this football club it was um yeah it was fantastic
2: Give a little bit something back to Nancy. I, th- I think it's outstanding and Definitely. and certainly well deserved. Now, also uh, since our last show, we've had the women's best and fairest was held uh, the other week, and Annie Faltenberg crowned the best and fairest.
3: Yeah, she was. She had a, a, an outstanding season. I think she ended up winning by something like sixty or seven votes, <laughs> sixty or seventy votes. So, um, now Annie's um, football over the last. Uh, 18 months from where she came from and where she started. It's been, it's been outstanding and it's actually a credit to her that she's put in so much hard work, uh, not just um, on, uh, on the field, but also off the field to be obviously now our, our skipper and, um, she's she repre- represents our football club in an outstanding fashion and um, it was great to see her cap off for an awesome year.
2: And the club and Tex Baxter have decided to part ways um, looking for a new coach how's that going as well?
3: Yeah we're getting close um, obviously we've still got a, f- um, a couple more um, CVs to come in, we've got a little bit of time, we've opened it up for a couple of weeks but um, yeah so far some of the candidates have been really good and we've been impressed with what's there so it'll be tough little process of getting it down to where we want it but um yeah for Tess it was um just it was probably a conversation we sat down and thought well you know where to next and um I think the best Tess Tess has done a remarkable um thing for our football club she pretty much um started up the um the women's program from the inception um she was the driving force behind Getting the players, uh, getting the list together, um, setting up the program, and uh, we just felt um, both uh, the club and um, to Tess as well that uh, now now is the time to move on and hopefully get someone else to uh, take this group that Tess has built from from scratch to uh, the next the next stage. And um, as a football club, we yeah we couldn't be more in debt to um, uh, Tess and the work she's done.
2: All right, it's half time here on Eagles Radio. The coach is coming up next, Jade Sheedy. We're gonna have a good long chat with him. And this is Eagles Radio. Thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation. When you support us, you join the fight to find cures and improve care. And for 7.22 Bar and Bistro, 7.22, no pub food, just pub prices. This is Eagles Radio. We'll be back straight after this.
1: You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Bauer. Thanks to enormous homes, building a better life. And incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible.
2: Yes, it's Eagles Radio here on a Tuesday night at Studio Lermo, number one, King William Street. And the only thing better than kicking the winning goal is flashing a in- winning incredible smile. And if you need any dentistry work, get and see those good people at Incredible Smiles. Enormous homes. Are you driving home to enormous homes? Then you need to be celebrating 30 years. Normous Homes building a better life. Check them out online as well at normoushomes.com.au. Now, um, the coach. We're going to speak to him very shortly, Powley, But uh, I'm not sure if he's on the line or not. Uh, we're having a bit of trouble getting him. He's probably yapping to someone else at the
3: moment. Might be. Might be on the treadmill doing, doing <laughs> for a bit of a run.
2: Yeah. Does he, is he often on the treadmill?
3: Uh, he is. I think it's his stress reliever of when uh, when he gets home. So he spends a bit of time on there. And um, yeah. It's, uh, he's, he's in good shape, and that probably shows why he's on there so much.
2: All right, let's talk a little bit while we're waiting for Jade to answer his phone. Pretty exciting to have a new Indigenous jersey, yeah. jumper, Guernsey, yeah. uh, coming up. And I think even better than that, it's been designed by one of the players and his dad. Now, his dad, yeah, we probably know who he is. But Connor McLeod and uh, Andrew have designed the new Strip and it looks fantastic, it looks amazing.
3: It does, um, yeah. It's you're always a bit worried with our colors, um, the yellow, the blue, the green, how the beautiful colors yeah, of the eagles, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the artwork that both, um, Connor and Andrew have designed is it's, it's come up a treat, and um, we've actually had a lot of feedback about that. It should be our, our, um, our jumper all the time so it's um, yeah they've done well but I think to actually to understand the meaning that the, and um, the effort that's gone in for it it's, uh, it's a great story and uh, we, we're really excited about um, being able to showcase it on uh, in two rounds actually.
2: Yeah um, we, we might come back to that and talk about that at the end of the show but we'll go into more of that detail more detail because on the phone is the super coach Jade Sheedy himself uh, Jade welcome to Eagles Radio once again how are you? Good, boys. How are you? Good. Mate. Good. Now, look, we're a bit over halfway through the season. How challenging yep. has it been for you to bring in all these new players into the club, especially into the senior side, and keep that, I guess, keep that winning culture around them?
0: Um, well, I've definitely had its challenges. I think early, um, and you can go through pre-season and look at your list and and think it's in really good shape and it's probably not until you start playing games that you actually against real opposition that you actually work out um, where you've probably gone wrong over pre-season a little bit and i probably got a few things wrong in the the education department in terms of bringing in a lot of talented people into our footy program but understanding um, I probably didn't educate them as much as I should have in terms of how we wanted to look as a footy club I just assumed that they would fit into what um, we already are so if that makes sense, so I think there was, I think probably a month ago when, after the South Adelaide game, um, although you know, we played pretty well and I thought we were probably the better side that day and, and, and could have won the game we, we were still leaking a lot of points and I guess it's not how we want to look as a footy club um, we want to you know, our number one point is is always our defence and So I guess a month ago we really stripped it back and and did a lot of education and and did a lot of work with the new players and the players um, that have been around last year. We are also educating them and we probably stripped it back and as a result I think we've we've tightened up in a few areas and and been able to identify what was going wrong probably early and um, seen us string a few good wins together.
3: She's so just on a couple of those uh, new guys that have come in. Um, both you've got uh, Dane McFarlane, who's been really impressive off the halfback line, and and also uh, Clay Cameron, who um, obviously come over as a forward and he's um, ventured back uh, to centre halfback, where he, I think, he was originally drafted to uh, the Gold Coast as uh, that key back. Um, just tell us a little bit about those two and how they're fitted in.
0: Yeah, you're right, Paley. I think Dane's fitted in more now um, to give us some speed and to break some lines through the middle of the ground. So he plays more up as an outside mid on a wing for us, and, and gives us lots of line breaking ability. And he's he's been able to carry the ball from from half back to half forward, and and give us something that we're probably missing um, in the first part of the year, um, losing. Obviously, Jacob Ware and, and also Lockie McNeil um, gave us, and Jordan Foote gave us a lot of genuine leg speed in our side. And I guess Lockie Jones was very fast as well. So we lost some some real toe out of our side last year, so trying to yeah get the balance right. So put him more um, through the middle of the ground. He's played 70, 80 games in the VFL. Um, really good mates with James Cheetah, so I can't take too much credit for recruiting him, Changa did a lot of the work to get into our footy club. They, they play together in the NT and, um, and, have, and have been good mates. So he's definitely added some real spark to our side. Um, Clay's an interesting one. He, once again, good mates with Jesse Lonigan and, and Jesse Lonigan as the players are, probably your best recruiters, did a lot of work. But Jesse played in the Gold Coast Suns. Clay, Clay like you said, got drafted as a back, had been playing Nifl footy as a forward, made Nifl Team of the Year at Centre Half Forward two years in a row. We probably initially seen him as a forward and then, I guess, um, recruited the Mandels and then you know Tyson Stengel um, joined the club late. So we've got a, a, a lot of riches in our forward line, I guess, and it got to a point where we thought, let's try Clay back. And um, I guess that's been a big part of what have been winning, winning as well is, is Clay's flexibility to be able to go back for us. And he's got good endurance. He can play on a tall and a small and um, he provides great flexibility for the side.
3: I uh, just want to take you back a couple of weeks um the mid-season draft AFL mid-season draft obviously um it was great to see Cooper Sharman uh, go to the St Kilda Football Club um how do you how's your attitude towards the AFL um mid-season draft know there's obviously sometimes there's a lot of negativity about it but um from your point of view um how do you see it
0: well, I think it's it's a balancing act for sure like I think that um You know, I guess there's debate over, do they need it? Um, You know, I guess half the battle of trying to be able to win a premiership at whatever level you're at is is trying to keep a healthy list and and have good management off the field. And sometimes that gets taken out of clubs' hands with with a lot of freak accidents and and a lot of bone injuries and stuff as well. So it's not always the club's fault. But, look, I, I just embrace, I guess, whatever has to be done. Like, I think it's a good opportunity for a kid to get drafted in the midseason, as we've seen cooper go so it's provided cooper with an opportunity tyson could have easily went um Raleigh knight could have easily went jack hayes could have easily went so i think if you ask the kid what they want to do the kid will always want to play AFL. and and we're going to understand that although you know we want them to love our footy club the reality is i guess we have the second best competition in the country and the AFL is what every kid strives to, to play, so we've also got to support that as well. But I guess on the mid-season draft itself, it, it can be um, a little bit of a disturbance, but I guess all the players that didn't get drafted from us have taken it really well, and, and some AFL clubs have given us some clear focus on some really areas that, that players that were looked at can improve and um, and want to see for the second half of the year, so I can give them some some real clear um I guess, learn to improve as well, moving forward as to as to what they can work on to hopefully take
2: the next step. You mentioned Riley Knight, Tyson Stengel, Jack Hayes. Did you sit down after they weren't drafted and just have a, a chat with them about moving forward and the disappointment, I guess, of not being drafted?
0: Yeah, I did. I, I had a chat with all of them. Um, not so much a formal um, sit-down chat. It was more just... Out in the track, well, I guess they're all a little bit different. I work with Tyson at the footy club, so I um, spend a lot of time with Tyson. So his was more, you know, took him out for lunch, seen how he's feeling, um, a little bit more with Tyson. Um, there was a lot of pub- publicity, obviously, around Tyson getting drafted. You've got to understand, although the kid is disappointed, it's not as though Tyson walks around telling everyone he's going to get drafted. That That's the public's view. So I guess if you get told you're going to get drafted enough, you probably start believing it. And Tyson... I reckon was in that boat where he had, you know, even some of our players were, were joking on that day saying, oh, this will be the last session Tyson's with us. And, you know, it was obviously a little bit of banter, but, you know, the kid obviously thinks of all them things. And when you get told all the time that that's what's going to happen, you probably start to believe it. But he's never one that's that said he's going to get drafted. Yeah, he, he wanted to. He put his hand up, but he's fine now. He's The club's done a really good job with Tyson. He's in a really good space. Um... He's, he's he's you know developing further off the field getting some certificates and a traineeship and um so he's got a clear focus of what it looks like and he's really embraced the footy club so he's fine um jack and riley are a little bit different they i guess are both kind of hopeful riley actually put his own terms that he wanted to go for 18 months rather than six that you know riley spent seven years in the afl system and he's got a really good job in insurance commercial insurance, and he's not one that that wanted to pick up everything and move for 6 months which you can understand so that probably weighed against him in the end um being 18 months and i guess jack i think when you haven't been taken so many times you, you sort of don't you sort of don't expect it i guess jack was in that boat when i spoke to him that yeah he's maybe a little bit disappointed but he probably didn't expect to go i mean jack could have gone probably any time in the last 3 years and hasn't so i guess when you um Continue not to get an opportunity. You just think it's probably going to happen again.
2: All right, mate. We've got to take a quick break, uh, but hang around because we've got to ask a a lot more questions for you, really. (laughs) So this is Eagles Radio. Thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation. When you support us, you join the fight to find cures and improve care. And it's three-quarter time. Thanks to 722 Bar and Bistro. 722, no pub food, just pub prices. This is Eagles Radio. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul
1: Bonser and Luke Bauer. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible.
2: We're into the final quarter on Eagles Radio and the only thing better than kicking the winning goal is flashing an incredible smile. And also thanks to our good friends at Normus Homes. You can visit the Tranmere Display Home Collection or start exploring at normashomes.com.au. Now, we've got an injury update. We've got a few players out injured, and thanks to Good Life Health Clubs, it's good for what you can't see, good for life. Luke, uh, let's ask the coach about some of the injured players.
3: Yeah, she just uh, obviously this time of year in winter, there's always seems to be a build up of injuries. Um, both uh, the men's boys, how are they sort of looking?
0: Uh, Dan will play this week. Um, Troy's with his wrist, um, broken wrist, probably still two weeks away. But, yeah, Dan will be available this week. I think just he was always going to be out for two, but having the bye only missed the one game, which is good.
3: Yeah, and we um obviously seen Clay Cameron go down with an injury last game against Port Adelaide uh, and seen sort of Angus Paul on the sidelines. How are they sort of looking at the moment?
0: <laughs> Clay might be a little bit more long-term. I think i um, still waiting on a CT scan and, and to talk to the doc on him, but... Um, I dare say he'll be anywhere from three to six weeks um, Depending on the, the extent of the injury um, around that ankle He's in a boot at the moment And uh, Paul Lee will be available this week against Glenelg Which will be great And the last one, our,
3: our footy manager Matthew Godsworth, who unfortunately sort of had surgery um, last week And then a couple of days later had, uh, they had their first child So how is he looking?
0: Spent a bit of time in hospital for different reasons, Goldie. But um, no, he's uh, yeah, he, him the same with the shoulder. I think he'll be he'll be he'd still be six away. So it was sort of an eight to ten week injury, um, which occurred probably three weeks ago. So look, best case scenario, probably hoping five to six weeks. Worst case, probably seven or eight. So he's somewhere in that range. But hoping to get back sort of in the in the latter part in the latter part of the year, which would be good.
2: There's our injury update, thanks to Good Life Health Clubs, and you can start your new fitness journey. Get your 10-day pass at goodlife.com.au Now, before we let you go, Sheeds, we've only got a couple of minutes left in the show. Tell us about uh, Sunday. It's a massive game against the Tigers.
0: Yeah, it is. One we're really looking forward to, I guess. They'll start clear favourites, and and they deserve to. They haven't lost a game of footy yet, so um, it's a really good challenge for us. We feel like we've like I said before, we've been in some really good form the last four to five weeks, and um, and we feel like our balance in our game, with our defence and our offence, is is where we need it. But there comes no greater challenge than against the Glenelg forward line with some of the stars they got down there. So um, yeah, we'll be trying hard to obviously restrict their scoring and and trying to get them going the other way. But it's a really good challenge. They're really they're in really good nick. Um, they got a they got a really good squad. Um, with some experienced players that have been together for a while, they they cover every line pretty well. Um, you know, they got a really good back line with, with Proud and Durden and and Chris Curran and then through the middle, you know, Partington and Snook and Allen in great form on a wing. And then, of course, they got McBean and, and Reynolds and Hosey and what and up forward. so they're, they're pretty formidable. But, um, yeah, it's a great challenge. We definitely don't fear them. We think we can beat them and, and we're looking forward to it.
2: That's the way. Talk them up, coach. And we'll smash them on Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for your time, sheets. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, best of luck on Sunday.
0: Thanks, Ami boys.
2: Man. Jay Cheedy, the coach of the club. Now we've got uh, only not much, not much longer to go. Now we did mention the indigenous. Yep jumper now you can order these via the club website and they'll be on sale uh we're wearing it on July 3 and then July for NAIDOC yeah. week, uh, week in the f- round 14. Yes yeah so look it's a great story I think the best
3: way to um have a look at it is get on our socials it's on our website um goes through the story of um the meaning of the jumper and uh, what Andrew and uh, Connor have incorporated so it's um yeah it's fantastic.
2: Yeah all the all, all the indigenous players at the club are represented on on the the jersey, so, um jersey, It's my basketball background coming out. <laughs> Guernsey, so make sure you check it out if you haven't already. Um, amazing looking uh, Guernsey and uh, I'm sure everyone will be proud to wear it. Mate, the time's flying. It always A- does. Again, yeah. it just keeps going. Now, we've got one more show left in the year and that'll be just before finals time. So hopefully you can join us then. Um don't forget to get down to Montain care able this Sunday the big clash we need as many Eagles fans there as we can when we inflict the first defeat on the Tigers that's correct isn't it that's Cowley? that's the plan yeah that's if the plan all goes well we should be right <laughs> <laughs> all right this has been Eagles radio for the Hospital Research Foundation when you support us you join the fight to find cures and improve care and of course our very good friends at 722 pub prices on an incredible menu mate uh, i i you know, again, I can't stress enough. Get down to monteen Kia this Sunday. The Eagles play the Tigers. It's an earlier start. It's a 1.35 start, so make sure you're there for that. Once again, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time on Eagles Radio.